Hello, and welcome to the Common Briefing Program. This is a uh, part of the Common Geeking Program where each month we take a look at geek news. Uh, try to review the hottest headlines for the most important, interesting, or impactful stories. Uh, we try to try to try to basically get each other up to speed on what the geek landscape looks like. Uh, my name is Colin. I'm the host of these geeky affairs, and I'm joined by. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'm here to say I've got nothing to add to my introduction in a major way. <laughs> Hi. I'm Timo, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. I so want to take I, a nap. Yeah, I was about to say, I can't help but observe a distinctly, like, cozy, nappy energy to, to, to the yeah, group today. Sure. I, it's um, that kind of day, you know? It it's is. Like, it's cooling down. Yep, and yeah. I'm, I'm in New York right now. So oh, then just you're, so you're, aware. <laughs> you're under the same gray clouds we are at the moment. Yeah. Um, fall day not the first day of fall but it feels like the first fall day in that you know i'm like i'm wearing a hoodie and pajama pants for the first time in in god only knows how long uh that's that good shit that's that good shit i just edited a big long thing um and it was just it was easy to edit but it was long and i was like you know what some ambience will help so i threw on like some thunderstorms to fit the vibe and whatnot and man listening to like two hours of like thunderstorm sounds and ambience that just helps put you even deeper in the cozy hole, you know? Mm. That's uh, that's where I am right now, so I'm feeling it. I kind of want a hot drink and, like Chowder, a nap. Big time. I, uh, I'd bet you anything that you would not be able to guess what I've been doing all day. Uh, uh, Chowder, do you have a guess? If not, I can probably stomach one. Uh, were you at a wedding? No. Were no, you... I was not at a wedding. Were you disassembling your many Transformers toys to recombine them like a Lego MOC, even though the parts God, aren't designed to do that? That was frighteningly close i've been (laughs) (laughs) i've been fucking reconstructing a bunch of bionicles all day (laughs) oh hell yeah that's that cozy vibe yeah i was like you know i was just like i was like i want to kind of take stock and see like which what parts i actually have and there's been a few of them like Oh, you know, I kind of thought that all the parts were like long lost for this guy, but now I'm actually like looking at the thing in its entirety. I'm like, that's probably in this parts bin, and in, in a manner of speaking. So I've been trying to to rebuild some guys. That's that's dope. I, that is not exclusively a fall vibe, but there is something indescribably cozy about just sitting down with a bunch of Legos and seeing like, hey, what can I do? What ideas yeah, for from sure. my brain can manifest themselves here? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Chowder, we are in your pre-nap territory. Uh, what is occupying your day? What 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 has put you in the cozy hole? Uh, the cozy hole. <laughs> Listen, I said it. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> That's got to be the name of the episode. Is the cozy hole? <laughs> That's what yeah. this is. Uh, sleep. Not not getting enough sleep last night. That's what put me in the cozy hole. <laughs> okay. Well, that and it's just like the right temperature to like yeah i keep thinking like when you fucking say the cozy hole i'm imagining like an announcement of the cozy hole in the same vein of uh the girls room from the amanda show you know it's like (laughs) it's the girls room it's the cozy hole should i should i redo the whole episode from the top and just say welcome to the cozy hole and see if that like turns off anybody no you you can just start off with a fucking colin please (laughs) (laughs) colin please um 
Yeah, no, it's weird. I'm always trying to, I'm always working to keep the temperature of my room down. I'm in an upstairs apartment at the moment, and I have a lot of electronics running. Some of it's, like, mm. pretty low power, but it's still a lot of electronics, so my room can heat up pretty quickly. So I'm always fighting to get my room to, like, high 60s, low 70s as, like, an equilibrium. And right. today it is just that low high 60s vibe outside, and that it, it is just... Man, when the temperature's Sorry. coming from outside, it really just are you, changes uh, the whole vibe. Are you fucking telling me that in the winter, your mm-hmm. fucking apartment is basically heated up by an Xbox? No, at that point, the radiator <laughs> is on. But the problem I have during... <laughs> The problem I have during the summer or is like I, I cool the apartment down and then by seven o'clock when it's finally sometimes cool enough outside, my Xbox is like, nah, we're going to crank that shit right back up. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty rough. It's a, basically a, a space heater pointed at the ceiling. But I, yeah, uh, I mean, same. Yeah, I mean yeah. the weird, weird part is like, you know, when I was when I was a younger man. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, falling asleep wasn't that hard. I could like fall asleep on just yep. about anything, but now it's like everything has to be right. The bed's got to be the right firmness, not too soft, not too hard. It's got to yep. be the right temperature. Yep. There's got to be some Do background you, uh, noise. Have you experienced, so obviously, you know, obviously, you know, I sleep in a bed normally at night, but whenever I want to take naps, I find it far easier to nap on a couch rather than getting into bed. Yes. Huh. Have you experienced yes. that? I have experienced I, that. I have experienced that. However, I haven't been in that place in a long time. I will still plop down on my bed uh, and I'll throw like a pillow in between my legs. But beyond that, mm. like there's no preparation. It is very much the same, like just plop down and fall asleep kind of thing. Uh it's not like a get into bed and throw on the sleep mask and say, ooh, it's nap time. It's just like, huh. Right, I wonder yeah. I wonder if I will sit back up after I lie down here. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it is weird. I fall will sleep easier on a couch for some reason. I have yeah. no fucking clue why. It's weird. Well, hey, let's try to keep these cozy vibes a rolling and, and have a nice laid back cider flavored or which is wait which is more emblematic of fall in america now is it cider or pumpkin spice we don't need to have the debate it's not a debate i'm just asking for your impressions no it is a debate (laughs) in new york specifically i would say it's cider but rest of america pumpkin spice well hey everybody listening that's not in new york hop on the cider train a toot toot we're getting into some geek news news Uh, I'll go first. I don't have a ton on my mind this month. We have a lot of little things, uh, stories that Pat shared with us, such as um, uh, the flip-flop around uh, PlayStation's uh, upgrade prices, for those that aren't aware. Uh, PS5 sells incredibly well in that there are no more to sell. They are still very difficult to find. And so... Well, normally there's some talk each generation flip from one console to the next. Like, if I have a game on my PS4, how am I going to get it to my PS5? A lot of times publishers will kind of like say like, ah, we'll try to help, but meh. It's become more important now that most people can't get a PS5 and are just waiting on their PS4s until one comes out. So a while ago, Sony said, hey, if you buy a game on PS4 and there's an upgraded PS5 version, you get it for free. And then that became not true. And a lot of people were like, yo, dog, what the fuck? And again, like the publishers generally don't care a ton about that. They just want you to buy it as many times as they can get you to buy it. See Skyrim, see Grand Theft Auto 5. But like 
I guess with Hor- for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, if I could say any of these words correctly, um, <laughs> they flip-flopped all the way back to flip and have once again committed to uh, allowing free upgrades for this particular game. I don't believe this is a policy shift for all of Sony's first-party studios, but for at least Her- Horizon Forbidden West, if you own the game on PS4 and later upgrade to a PS5, um, you will not have to pay for that upgrade. I think that this is compounded by the fact that first-party titles on PlayStation are now retailing for $70 instead of $60, and there is uh, no competitor to Game Pass that is of the same caliber as Game Pass with, like, day one releases, whereas on Xbox, you can get it on Game Pass if Microsoft publishes it, and on PC, you get it through Steam, and there's always a billion discounts on Steam. So it's a big deal for the people that are primarily PlayStation gamers, and I'm glad yeah. to see that they want to be Can I just say it's bullshit that... Uh, uh Video games, which are already pretty, were already pretty pricey at sixty bucks, mm-hmm. are now seventy bucks, which is like just yeah, even pricier. And it, it, it gets mm-hmm. murky because on one hand, like there's a lot that goes into it. Game developers don't get quite as much return on investment up front now that they're building bigger, larger 4K games. Like it's such diminishing returns with modern AAA games because to build a game in in 4K resolution versus 1080P resolution, it doesn't like that feature alone, if you have the exact same amount of time going into gameplay development, that's still a tremendous amount of extra time that needs to be spent on art, that needs to be spent on compiling, that needs to be spent on the engineering uh, and and people making sure that those assets will fit into the game properly. So it's like just the 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 fact that games need to be higher fidelity alone, even if you forget all the other advancements in video game technology, like that balloons the cost of making a game so much. So on one hand, I'm like, yeah, the price of this should be going toward the developers because they're doing more work. On the other hand, when you're talking about console game prices, the reason that console games have always been more expensive than PC games, uh, at least for the last long, like last decade and a half, um, is that the price of uh, video games on console, the extra money goes towards subsidizing the console price. Consoles are almost always sold at a loss. Actually, during the Epic versus um, Apple trial, which I'll talk about more in a sec, um, mm-hmm. Microsoft, it came out that Microsoft says they have never made a profit on an Xbox console going back at least until 2013. Like, consoles are sold at a loss. The whole purpose of a console, yeah. like, think about Nintendo, is to get you to buy games. So the cost yeah. of those games subsidizes it. No, I heard that it. before. So I heard that before, that, like, mm-hmm. consoles are, like, one of the, uh, like one of the only things that actually costs more to make than it does to than they yeah. actually sell it for. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's a weird business model where on one hand you can look at what the develop and this is still pretty reductive, but like even just these two mm-hmm. points, like you can look at it like, hey, I'm helping the developer, but then you can also look at it like, hey, this is the only thing keeping the console affordable. But then there's so many right. interests beyond that. And to Chatter's point, at the end of the day, it's usually still someone who doesn't have a lot of money saying, I sure would like to play two video games, but I might only play <laughs> one, um, which is part of why Game Pass is earning so much goodwill for Microsoft, despite mm. you know the fact that they are also a large corporate entity with problems. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been a weird thing that's worth keeping an eye on. I'm curious to see if this will lead to a bigger policy shift for Sony, um, or like how this continues to shift, like the favorability, like the pro-consumer leanings of console buyers towards Xbox, which because of Game Pass is very much like, or like I said, it's earning a lot of goodwill. 
Now, next, I actually do want to touch on the Fortnite and Apple trial. I'm going off memory here just because I didn't have my materials pulled up. But basically, uh, last summer, uh, Epic Games, the creators and publishers of Fortnite as well as the Epic Games Store, uh, they, they did a thing. They were big old trolls. Um, Apple has always had a rule. And it's pretty common. They've had a rule with their app store for iOS, iPadOS, Mac devices that says if you sell something through our store, uh, we take a 30% cut. That's pretty common yeah. for platforms to do that. Given the but size of Apple, yeah, yeah. G- given the size of Apple as a platform, it's a- attracted a lot of attention because, like, if they're so big, and how th- are they just forcing money out of people? So, Epic Games, who are actually with the Epic Game Store, they actually publish things with only a 12% margin and lobby to get other industry publishers to do the same, believe very much that that's bullshit and bad and it shouldn't happen. And what gets really dirty about Apple is the fact that if you want to charge a user money through the app, you have to go through Apple's payment system. If you don't want to use Apple's payment system, you cannot tell them where else to go. So you can't even say... Like, hey, go to this, hey, like, buying these V-Bucks for Fortnite is going to be cheaper on the website. Go there. You can't do that. You just have to offer it or not offer it. So right. Epic decided— basically, like, fucking just monopolizing the space. And that's what a lot of the antitrust stuff has been saying. Now, uh, yeah. last summer, Epic has—what uh, Epic did was with Fortnite, they just— Use their own payment system, broke the rules, and Apple said, ah, you think you're too big to get kicked off the App Store? No, you're not. And then they kicked Epic off the App Store with uh, Fortnite. Oh and then Epic was prepared, and they had a parody of Apple's 1984 commercial recreated within Fortnite, making fun of Apple, saying that they became the corrupt monster that they always made fun of. All oh, very good stuff. Just delicious. So good. Uh, but it took a year for this stuff to get settled. Over the past month, we did see a resolution to this. Um, so it, in a California court, it was ruled that Apple may no longer um, refrain from uh, – they may no longer prohibit steering. So they need – even if they don't let people use their own payment systems on Apple servers, they cannot stop people from telling them where to go. So Epic won on that front. Uh, making That's it easier great. for a lot of developers to tell people like, hey, how to circumvent this particular paywall if they want to. Epic lost on every single other count. This is not considered Oops. a monopoly. This is not yeah. considered um, like a, a superior market share because we, if you look at it from the scope of Apple controls everything within their domain, you're right. But Apple doesn't have like the majority market share in almost any field except maybe apps and services for some things. So like it can't be considered a monopoly on that front. So is mm. it was a little anticlimactic. I was hoping for a bigger hammer to be swung down personally. Uh, but yeah. it is it is nice to see that that kind of like ball gagging of people. Why did I say ball gagging? <laughs> I could have just said gagging. Why did you say that? What? <laughs> Tightening the leather straps on the hard nips of the gaming industry is just something Jesus Apple's Christ. been doing for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, I mean, uh, I, I, find, I find it comical that, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Epic's trying to pose themselves as some sort of anti-authoritarian and, <laughs> yeah. and freedom fighter when they're, they're a multi, multi-billion dollar company. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I, I mean, I w- to mm-hmm. be fair, the only ones who can really like stand up to like all their multi-billionaire ball- yeah. dollar companies and 
court are them so yeah i mean if you think about it a lot of people would love to take apple to court but who the fuck can afford to take apple to court the answer apparently is epic and we still don't know if epic is going to have to pay both sides of the legal bills still waiting on that one i mean they can definitely afford that yeah yeah so last things i wanted to talk about like that's Mm -hmm. a that is like even if they lost on most counts i feel like it's a pretty big win to like it's a big you know make it so apple can't prohibit steering anymore exactly and it's uh, for the the relative size of epic to apple like epic is very small compared to apple but apple only contributes to a very small percent of epic's uh profit so like it wasn't a huge risk for them um right it's it, it but it is good to see that like somebody with that kind of platform and money can lead their company to pressure a company as large as apple to make that big a change yeah hopefully more to come who the fuck knows uh last couple things i want to mention uh before i zip zap zoop on over to jeff is uh star trek uh had its birthday as it does every year uh september 8th and <laughs> most people that have birthdays have them every year uh, suck it, February 29thers. Star Trek <laughs> Day was basically just a thing saying, hey, it's Star Trek's birthday, let's release a bunch of information, and that they did. We got uh, trailers for Star Trek Prodigy, the upcoming animated show that I mentioned, uh, as well as a theme song for it, uh, which I think I may have said last month. The show, again, visually, like, really impresses me. We also got a release date. That will be coming out on, uh, I believe, October 28th of this month. We got a release date for Star Trek Discovery Season 4, which is November 18th of of this year. Um, We got a teaser, sorry, a full trailer for Star Trek Picard Season 2. And, like, as with any, I think we've all, like, watched events for, like, companies or brands that we enjoy. And, like, you sit down and watch it, you're like, oh, man, that was all that was all pretty fun. I like seeing more news about the things I like. I know. You guys are always talking about Nintendo Directs and whatnot, and I pretend mm-hmm. that I, I know what's going on there, and I don't. But, like, I was watching this, I'm like, this is all pretty good. And then they showed the Star Trek Picard trailer, and I was like, I want this so bad. Guys, the premise for this <laughs> is that Q, the fucking trickster omnipotent dude from Next Generation, shows up. Uh, and, like, he flips the timeline into an authoritarian timeline, and they have to go back to 2020, to, like, 2021 Los Angeles and fix the timeline. Oh, it is, like, such... Weird. It's. I feel, it, feel it's like they like, probably should have gone a little bit earlier, you know? Uh. They ha- Well, here's the thing. <laughs> earlier in the day before this, I was looking through Star Trek episodes because I was just like, you know, wait, what do I want to put on in the background as a, as a Star Trek devotee? And I was thinking, like, there's we got a movie where they go back into the 80s and save the whales. We got episodes where they go back into the 90s and the 2000s to try to, like, fix stuff in the past. It's a tried and true thing. They've been doing it since the 60s uh, with Operation Enterprise, I think it was, or Assignment Enterprise, whatever it was. Um, But it just was, like, really fun to see old-ass Patrick Stewart Picard trying to navigate this situation, to see a Borg trying to drive an SUV stolen cop car. Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I wasn't expecting a silly premise, and I'm kind of glad we're getting one. Um, It it, uh, it just looks so much fun. Picard can go meet Patrick Stewart. That would be very fun. (laughs) Hey, why why did you decide to revive this franchise? So you could exist! And then it's Back to the Future. Picard disappears from all episodes of Star Trek. Picard, I don't know, man. Like it's, I can't find a way to, des- I can't find the words to describe it in an exciting way. But watching the trailer, I was just like, this looks fun. This looks Star Trek. It looks goofy. 
And it also looks like it's going to try to be a little more so like on the nose, socially commentative than last season of Picard was. So I don't know, man, I'm pretty excited for that. That'll be coming in February. Um, and lastly, we got news about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is going to be featuring uh, Captain Pike on the Enterprise 10 years before Captain Kirk. We learned that some classic characters, including Uhura, are going to be present in the show, obviously uh, oh, nice. played by new actors uh, and actresses. But uh, yeah, just some fun news there, even though we haven't gotten a trailer yet. I know they're rap shooting on it, but the Star Trek uh, engine keeps on a chugging. Uh, and so far, I'm having a good time. Uh, last teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Uh, Halo Infinite released uh, their second multiplayer preview over the past weekend. There will be another about this weekend. Um, as usual, it's just, it's a fucking slam dunk. I don't know, man. Like, everyone is in universal agreement. I cannot find anybody trashing the gameplay of Halo Infinite so far. Like, we're still kind of nervous about the lack of info we've seen around the single player and the campaign, the delayed bits, but, like, the the multiplayer is so rock solid. The maps feel so fluid and good. The guns are all, like, it. it's a pretty small sandbox, and they did a good job of balancing all these guns so they all feel powerful, but, like, there are proper checks and balances. New equipment, new vehicles. Vehicles. it's it's a blast just go look up some clips of people using the repulsor and the grapple shot they're like you in this version of the beta you could go in and like just spawn a bunch of bots and go practice and i saw people mm. doing shit like um like shooting uh, a giant spike at a man cannon and then it throws it back at them and then they throw up their arm and it bounces it at a bot just like crazy trick shots where they like send a projectile across the map in two directions to headshot something and I'm like, this game is fucking, there's too much silly stuff. People driving their Jeep around the corner and someone has a thing on their arm that just pushes it off a cliff. Uh, people get pushed off cliffs and then use grappling hooks to jump back on. I don't know, man. Kind of like Star Trek Picard thing. When you explain it, it's just like, okay, whatever. But there's something special <laughs> about this that that sings. It really feels good. And I need to get better at it. But that's uh, those are the things I've brought to the table. Unless you have any other comments on those, which I'm guessing neither of you care that much about Halo multiplayer, we can move on. <laughs> All right. Um, so first off, I just want to uh, do a little update on the current state of the HasLab uh, Victory Saber project that mm -hmm. I started with last time. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, it's Hasbro's next uh, fan-backed Transformers project. Uh, the first one was Unicron, and that was a big thing. And this time is uh, Victory Saber, who is a Japanese character. Um, currently, the backers are at uh, 9,558 out of 11,000. So we're getting wow. pretty close. Yeah, that jumped um, a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no, it's been going up pretty pretty steadily. Uh, there's currently 12 days left. I think I, I might have accidentally said last episode that that the backing was until like that the backing went until the 22nd of October, which is the Hasbro Pulse uh, mm -hmm. con, which is not accurate. It's going to New York Comic Con, which is gotcha. um, October 10th. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just uh, a, a little bit under two weeks left. Um, one aspect of it that I didn't really touch a whole lot on last time, but we've learned some more about since then, is the uh, the stretch goals. Mm -hmm. um, when they initially announced it, they were like, "Oh, there's this this V lock cannon accessory that uh, that if you if 
the stretch goal basically if we get to 14,000 we'll get that and that was already a little bit sketchy because like literally for like one of the characters you you just can't make one of their modes without that accessory so it's uh-huh. a little weird to have that be a backer goal um since then we've learned what the second tier is at 17,000 which is like a flight stand slash display stand um which again you know I mean I could live without but feels like something that we should get regardless and uh, we haven't currently officially got the third tier at 20,000, but they did, uh, like, throughout the month, like, maybe, like, a week or two ago, I can't remember, uh, put out uh, color renders, uh, whereas, you know, there were just gray model images before. And in one of the color renders, uh, there is an accessory there that is a, a shield that, you know, hasn't been talked about yet so presumably that is the twenty thousand. so is this like so like people saw a picture of the shield but there was no official comment so this is speculation that it's like a stretch goal correct yeah i mean we have because we we know that there is a stretch goal for twenty thousand, but it's just currently listed as like a big question mark and in the color renders there's like you know a a 3d 360 degree image of like the vehicle mode and on that image are like one of the three like one of the 360 videos there's this shield that is attached to the top of it and that has not been a thing that has been mentioned at all previously Mm -hmm. so that i think it's a pretty safe bet that that is the third backer goal makes sense Um, again like all three of these things are both like kind of lame as backer goals but also like pretty lame that they have to be backer goals because they're just like you know, basic ass accessories that that seem pretty integral, especially since, like we talked about last time, this thing already kind of seems like it costs more than it ought to. But yeah. that's uh, those are pretty much the the updates that we've gotten with that so far. We've got a couple weeks left, and it, it definitely seems like it's going to, at the very least, make that eleven thousand, and then we'll see if it gets some of the backers. I think also a few days ago there was an announcement that they're gonna like open it up to Japan soon. So that would uh, if those numbers get yeah. contribute if those numbers contribute to the to the backer goal, then I'm predicting that in a few days we're gonna see it like jump like a lot. Yeah. Like over eleven thousand and maybe to the first backer goal. I don't know. Holy cow. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously it's a character from the, you know, one of the Japanese shows. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all there is for updates with uh Victory Saber. Um in terms of other stuff, uh I don't have tremendous number of opinions on this, but we did fucking get a trailer for the the new Matrix movie, The Matrix Resurrection Resurrections. How do you what are uh, your yeah. thoughts on 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 The Matrix as a property and as a film? I mean, I've only ever seen the first one, which I liked and I've heard very mixed things about the other two. Mhm. I um, mean, look, mm-hmm. mate, mate. The original Matrix holds a special place in my heart, and it's just, uh, you know, uh, just like, but I feel like it's also kind of a product of its time, and it's like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it, it'll <laughs> carry over. To the, to the credit of the trailer for Matrix Resurrections, this does look like it's trying to be very much a product of its time. Like, it looks True. like they're trying very much to, like, lampoon millennials uh you know chain coffee which is weird because it's still supposed to be set in the quote-unquote 90s right no not no not necessarily the end of matrix 3 i'm gonna spoil this for you and everyone the end of matrix 3 involves 
uh, Neo going to the fucking machine city in the real world, Trinity dies and he meets an agreement with them to shut down the matrix and give everybody in the matrix, the ability to like opt out. So we don't know if this Mm. is going to be like the seventh iteration of the matrix or what, like this could be fucking anything. Um, and it was implied that Neo died. Maybe not, but Hey, it's called resurrections. Right. So it's, it's a movie. There's at least one since Trinity is yeah. in it. <laughs> My thought on it is it's a movie that doesn't need to happen. But I mean, yeah. like I had this thought with Toy Story 4 where I was like, I don't need a Toy Story 4. And then I watched Toy Story 4. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that was good. That, My, I liked my it. best that was a good guess time. is that the victory our heroes got in uh, Matrix 3 was just another layer of the matrix so yeah that's it yeah, i can see that that's a possibility especially because a lot of the scenes in the resurrections trailer seem to call back to the first movie like the helicopter in the building them on the rooftop just a lot of a lot of throwback shots so yeah i don't know yeah Pe- so people uh, seem to know, really like that, it i was surprised that that exists and you know I, i'm like i'm kind of skeptical about it as i usually am with like you know just like yeah. sort of unnecessary remakes of old things or whatever yeah. but uh you Sometimes know but we'll see we'll see how how it is um another new another piece of news that i'm pretty excited for is uh we got the announcement that in the next uh series of doctor who fucking russell t davies is returning yeah as the I showrunner s- i saw that which seems crazy to me that i'm so into it <laughs> have i haven't watched since the last season i saw was capaldi's first season i haven't yeah seen anything so since i mean then. i haven't I've seen anything it. since I, I, uh matt smith yeah 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 so I Matt's, so russell t davies was the one who did tenet and uh eccleston. and what's his face and uh eccleston yeah and then we had um stephen moffat who did uh smith and capaldi um, who I have mixed feelings about, uh, but you know yeah. there was also a drastic increase in budget in the show when when Moffat took over, um, and I can't remember the name of the fucking person who's Chris Chibnall. Doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's awful. I really don't like it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like I, 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 it's not like, a, and it's not nothing wrong with um. God, I should have looked up her name before. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, nothing wrong with her. I think that she's a fun doctor, but the writing on that, on like the series that, you know, that he's like been in charge of has just been pretty bad. It has made some like pretty wild, like sort of like big universal retcons to like the lore and shit, which I was like, it just seems like stupid and like unnecessary and just trying yeah. to like one up storymanship that story like story right that kind of thing i mean same can be said sense. for same can be yeah. said for moffat because like the entirety I think of same can be said for every doctor who uh could be said yes i would say um compared to the like not to get into it but compared to the fucking nonsense thing that that fucking uh that they most recently did with like the last season, like I I wouldn't even say that about Moffat or about D- about Davies. Like I, I don't know, man. Is, the entirety it, of Matt of the Matt Smith run was dedicated to just undoing everything that happened in the everything that happened well, before. And so do you guys give a shit about fucking Doctor Who spoilers? No, no. because uh, in the last season, the big reveal was that the the time lords don't naturally have the ability to uh, regenerate at all and that it was a sort of like i guess technology not really technology but uh that was stolen from this mysterious like little girl that was found that could regenerate and uh that little girl is the doctor 
and has had several regenerations before the first gener like before the first doctor and had like her memory wiped and it's like so this it hasn't is like even fully gotten into it yet but that was like the the full implication of like oh yeah uh, the doctor is actually only special because she's this like fucking deity or some shit that the entirety of the time lords are based off of. It's not like the doctor is just a time lord who is just a really the good doctor is stupid. Or whatever. Is, I yeah, don't. It's I don't. Incredibly stupid. Yeah, and I'm I hate not a fan. So I'm not a fan of chosen one storylines. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, that that's stupid. I hate that. I don't. I don't like that at all. And as, as dumb as chosen <laughs> one stories can be on their own. It's even more irritating to have like a character who wasn't yeah, necessarily a chosen one retconned no, into being quite. one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like no. that. It, I feel like that just fundamentally fucks with like a lot yeah. of you know. It, it like really yeah. re retcons and recontextualizes like almost everything about the show beforehand. So that's what I mean when I say like that. That's that was a reveal that I think fucks with it even more in compare. You know, even more so than like anything yeah. that fucking Stephen Moffat did. So not to burn um, up the rest of your time, but yeah, I'd be curious as to whether Russell T Davies came to them with an idea or they came to Russell yeah. T Davies with a please fix this. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, I'm, I'm curious about I'm not, that. As I'm well. not tapped yeah, into to, the state uh, of the Doctor Who fandom, so I'll take yeah, your word for yeah, it. Yeah, same. I like, you know, it's but yeah, we can move on from that. Chowder, you you're going to talk about the fucking Mario Brothers casting, right? Yep. Or the Mario movie. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, definitely so I'll bringing skip that up. Past that for now. Um, what else? We got uh oh, Jocelyn just posted that we got a little a new sneak peek for Amphibia season 3. Cool. Yeah. We just got um a couple new trailers for the two new upcoming Pokemon games, Legends Arceus and uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Nothing, I would say, particularly notable in there. There definitely seems like something in the Arceus trailer that suggests that we are going to have some very uh, close equivalent of gym battles, which is something that we talked about maybe last month or the month before. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, otherwise late month. Uh, like a lot of like small interesting things and things that will be exciting in the future but nothing uh nothing too crazy that yep. i yeah. want really want amphibious season into. three I'm, looking pretty cool man i'm i'm digging it i'm going Sorry, through what? the list amphibious of things season and... three's looking pretty cool yep I, I couldn't hear you the what's looking really cool amphibious season three man <laughs> amphibious three okay I just kept hearing, Guys, like, we're getting too you know, cozy. gibberish, we and gotta that's get looking out of the pretty hole. cool, and I'm like, uh, I can't respond to that, because I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, yeah, I am oh, going, uh, fucking, mm -hmm. fucking weird shit, I forgot about this, we got a fucking trailer for uh, a new Marvel animated show called Hit Monkey. I have no idea what the fuck that's about, but yeah, is I that based that's on anything? Mentioning. Is that based on anything? I have no idea. Jason it must Sudeikis be. plays the handler for a monkey, not even, like, an anthropomorphic monkey, a monkey, that just goes yeah. around as an assassin. And the monkey, according to the trailer, does not speak. Um, it looks so strange. It's it's yeah, I'm an really anime wondering style if that's supposed, monkey if Marvel that's supposed show. to be like, if it's just something that Marvel is making or if that's like I, canonically it's, in the it, MCU. No, it's on or? Hulu, so I don't think it's part of the MCU. Hulu seems to gotcha. be where they shunt all their like additional Marvel things. That's where MODOK went. That's where a lot of... A lot of old Marvel TV studio stuff went, so. Yeah, apparently there is some comics basis for Hitmonkey. God, I that's... know nothing about it. We're going to have to talk about that at some point. But unless you got yeah. anything else, <laughs> I think we no, can yeah, kick it over to our right. boy. Chowder, time to wake up, buddy. How you doing? Hello. 
Okay. <laughs> Hello. First, first thing I want cool. to talk about is the uh, IATSE, or International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Yes, uh, please. At the beginning of uh-huh. the month, uh, they were gearing up for a possible strike against the film and TV industry. The, pro- the problem was that, like, uh, the people who do... Who like all, all the all the stage and uh, like setting up of the scene and stuff are uh, also also like yeah like also makeup hair costumes like a, a ton of behind the scenes yeah, yeah. production staff J- just about everything uh, of the behind the scenes stuff they are seriously overworked they are like working seven days a week and like spending the whole day at work like twelve hours a day Jesus maybe more uh, and they are paid an pittance compared to other parts of the fil- film industry and you know they're sick of that bullshit uh, understand as you sh- as they should be <laughs> so so uh in uh, the Hollywood Reporter's uh, uh, article on September 20, Yahtzee to hold strike authorization vote amid stalled contracts talk. So they've, they've been bumping up against the AMPTP, which are like this huge uh, representative for like various uh, various multimedia corporations. So uh, they are set to hold a s- strike and and uh, they, you know, they're, they're trying to demand their rights. Uh, let's see if I can find things. Something that's been reassuring about this particular uh, strike has been like the outpouring of public support from high profile figures. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen, Rob McElhenney, uh, uh, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis. I hope I'm not misquoting that. But like, I've seen so many different uh, like A-list celebrities come out and say like, hey, what we do would not be possible without them fucking pay them and treat them like humans. Yeah. And it's like a, a yeah, lot of times it gets weirdly political in these kinds of situations, like whom you're going to support yeah. and how you're going to support it. And it seems to be pretty universal. Like you this the, these are the people to support. Yeah, here. I mean, it's to nice be, to see it not be as politicized as other. Yeah, I mean, to issues. be fair, the last person they want to piss off is their makeup artist. An actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, re- they're all going to be into podcasting real fast once that shit falls through. <laughs> but, but yeah, they've also been, uh, uh, they've also been getting support from like other er, kinds of in- industries, such as like ver- various special effects and, uh, animation industries, because, you know, this effect, this shit affects everyone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, their demands are pretty freaking fair. Don't over, don't, Give us so many hours. Uh, give us a freaking living wage in L.A. And uh, y- you know, just the the work the worker is entitled to the fruits of their labor, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's uh, I mean, like the, the <laughs> all the kind of work you can get in L.A. basically necessitates you to live in L.A. And guess what's yep. one of the most expensive places to live right now? L.A. Yep, 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 yep. So you know, <laughs> trust me, I know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Jeff. What I I don't know why I didn't tell you this, but uh, I flied up Microsoft Flight Simulator a while ago. I flew over LA at a uh, sunrise, and I flew over Long Beach. It looks very nice. Oh, that's all. Okay. I have nothing else to add. Just adding to the cozy <laughs> vibes. Nice sunrise over Long Beach. The fucking way you said Beach. that was gonna w- felt like you were gonna say you're going there soon, but you're like, no, I fucking went there virtually. Yep, sure <laughs> did. Felt great. It was nice to see you, buddy. Sorry, well, yeah, I mean, saw my apartment. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> You know, because because this is still ongoing, uh, both sides have you know, who've stayed mum mum about the specific details. But uh, mm-hmm. it seems that discussions have gone, stopped, 
gone and stopped a bunch. So like this, this is going back and forth is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But, but this is still ongoing. So we'll probably have to talk about this in a future episode. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be probably a few months before we see some like really settled stuff about this. Yeah, uh, speaking of touching on, yeah, uh, speaking on touching on stuff that's ongoing. Uh, Activision workers are suing, saying the company is using coercive tactic to stop them from unionizing, including intimidation, Jeez, no, surveillance, no hiring, yeah, uh, and hiring notorious union busters. What? Activision? I thought they were my friends. They made the Tony Hawk games. Ah oh, man. Some of that stuff we talked about last time too. Oh yeah, yeah we talked over the last. Two I mean, months. I no, I know we've been talking about Activision like every month for the past like four months or whatever. But like specifically, like the hiring the union, union busting guy, and shit yeah, was something we talked about last time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is uh, from like uh, AJ Plus, and they mm-hmm. made that statement on about. September 14, 2021. So, you know, uh, gotcha. uh, so, you know, I think it's still important to just reiterate that even if it has a small, no, point yeah, I wasn't yeah. saying that we yeah. should be talking about it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I'm no, I get, it's like, I get that. It's continuing just, it, thing still. Yeah. No, yeah. It is. It is kind of crazy to see how quickly it went from, Oh, they hired a union buster to another lawsuit. Like that was a pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, overwatch two's boss or in, uh, Kotaku overwatch, Two's boss is quitting Blizzard for some quote unquote time off. Uh, so yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. If that's like a protest quit or because you know <laughs> because I, he's one of the bad bad boys. I'm not sure. It doesn't even I, honestly. There's a third option, which is this is suddenly not an environment in which I can function the way I want to. Like even yeah, if you're true. totally agnostic, like that just being a like we get stressed talking about it imagine being <laughs> in the middle of it yeah 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 i mean it could also just be that the development for overtop watch 2 has been fucking hell because they already mm-hmm. lost the creative lead in jeff kaplan and this was the guy who took jeff kaplan's place and he is gone now also i am pretty sure he was part of the bullshit uh don't quote me on that because but but yeah, uh let's see. Uh Jeff Kaplan left. Uh a game game director Louis Bariga left. Lead designer Jesse McCree, one of the sex pests left. Uh John Jonathan LeCraft was let go. Uh and uh the one this article is about is Chaco Sony. Sony who has been with at Blizzard since 2016 and worked on uh, both Overwatch games. And uh, if anyone has been keeping up with Overwatch 2, it's just like they announced it right after the whole uh, <laughs> debacle with uh, Hong Kong and uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the Hong Kong protests. And it was very clear they were just trying to distract with a exciting announcement. Yeah. But like every time you hear anything about Overwatch, it's that they have no fucking clue what to do. <laughs> And it's just like yep. anyone who ever cared about Overwatch, it's just like I've lost all faith. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Seen that happen to too many games that could be amazing where it's like, hey, some people behind the scenes want to make a really cool thing, but look at look at everything surrounding them. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, I mean, Overwatch two is fucked. Uh, and like fing- I, 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 crossed, I was but, already mm. fed up with Overwatch during first during the first Overwatch because, you know, they just didn't do anything with the story or characters at all. And this was supposed to be like their revamp. They're like their destiny taking King style revamp of like, Hey, we've got a good story. We've got good lore. We've got like more supplementary material. And it's just like, it's, it it is, it, it, it's weirdly heartbreaking to like 
watch the production of a thing you care about stumble like this. I don't know. It's 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 uniquely like affecting, but also kind of like distensible. It's very easy to say like, oh, this doesn't affect me too much, but also I really wish it was better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, moving on. Uh, well, something else that depresses me. Uh, so Nintendo has its, had its direct, <laughs> and uh, they. Uh, <laughs> Something they, they, else that depresses me is such a good segue into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they uh, announced they you know announced like who's voicing the characters in the upcoming Mario Super Mario Bros movie made by Illumination. Uh, they also announced a date or uh, a sort a uh, sort of release date, which is holiday of 2022. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's just take the bandaid off. Chris Pratt is Mario, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Just like, like yeah, one, it's not a good cast. No, no <laughs> one. It's just kind of a slap in the face to Charles Martinet, who spent his life playing Mario and is now being sidelined for Chris Pratt, the worst Chris. Uh, to, to, okay. Hold on a second though. You can't, the, the way that you sell a movie half the time is by its cast. You can't, you can't put Charles Martinet on the poster four times and expect someone who doesn't care about Mario to go see the movie. Like that is, that Colin, was never going to happen. Look, I, I, yo, I fucking fucking think if you're expecting people to go to the movie, just because Chris Pratt is fucking Mario, like that's not a lot of people, people are like going Chris to the movie Pratt. and watch Mario and guess who's kind of is Mario. Nah, Ma- Martin. A. Nah, 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 okay, but, but, no, 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 but what's going to happen? No, hold on. thing too, what's... where it's like, where like I understand why they do it, and yeah, it, it, you're right. It'll probably get more people in seats or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we have to be happy. Yeah, about the yeah, fact that's that the thing. No, you sure I get it. Yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't happy. care about it. I am. I am unfazed by the news. I'm just enjoying how many people are upset by it. Uh, because at the same time, people are also praising the casting of Jack Black as Bowser and uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. So like. It's just the Chris Pratt of it all that I'm really enjoying yeah. watching Look, people freak the fuck out about. Personally, like, I'm listen. skeptical about both of those things as well. I am so, not skeptical but... about Charlie Day's Luigi. I'm on board with that. Uh, I mean, I have mixed feelings about Charlie Day as Luigi, but like, look, if if it was someone more appropriate for the role for Mario, I, I, I wouldn't be, wouldn't have such an extreme reaction, but it's Chris Pratt. Yeah. One, a it's, ca- right. uh, it's not at, just the fact that it's, and not I, the the original guy. Like, it's like yeah, because there have been people who played Mario before Martinet. Yeah, they had a very different take, but uh, but still, uh, Chris Pratt, his entire typecast is playing man children, which you know is not really Mario. He's kind of just your classic heroic uh, heroic sort of cartoon. Ca- it does character. say a lot. I, I could also see them making Mario a man child for the sake of this movie, just because yeah. like that's such an easy fucking like default protagonist to just insert into things. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, Chatter, about a minute left on the on the twelve thirteen for you. I don't know if you want to dive deeper into this or mention something else. Uh. I mean, I guess uh, light, lightning mode here. Bayonetta three finally had some news. That's pretty cool. Oh, gives wow. Makes me motivated to uh, keep playing or finish up Bayonetta two because it was a good game, but I fell off that. Uh, Kirby, mm-hmm. New Kirby announced. It is and it oh, yeah. it is a three D platformer open world type thing, which is a first for Kirby. Uh, because they mostly stuck to side scrollers and stuff, so yeah. that that's really interesting. I'm interested in that. Uh, we got a little more look at Splatoon three. 
That's looking pretty cool. Uh, and is there anything I can talk about within half a minute? No. So I guess I... Oh, okay. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> De- Deltarune Chapter 2 came right the mm. fuck came right the fuck out of nowhere on September 17th. And that was like, oh shit, that's hype. That's dope. It was announced right, right under or right after the Undertale 16th anniversary celebration event. And it's just like, hell yeah, it's it's free. Uh, it's really good. I played through all of it and it's like, yeah, that's dope. And it, nice. it, it was yeah, a pleasant I surprise. That. That, was, that was a very pleasant surprise. It was a very pleasant surprise because I did not expect it to uh, expect to hear about it after like, what, three years? So here's yeah. to another three years till chapter three, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Enough. Okay, sure. well let's uh, let's take a little pivot here, a quick pivot into uh, the cozy hole, the the rating section. <laughs> so I think that we've uh, we've we've warmed ourselves up sufficiently, but uh, we're gonna take a second to review all these headlines and try to figure out as an editorial group uh, which story do we think is gonna be the most important or interesting or impactful. Same words I used at the top of the show. Uh, we have to figure out of all the things you just mentioned. If you're only gonna remember one of them, what should it be? Um, I would I would nominate Chris Prario just to troll you guys, but in reality no, I think yeah, it would that's be that. Where I'm leaning to, to be honest. Uh, I would say either the IATSE strike or the um, or the the Apple ruling, which that I don't know. I wanted the, the Apple ruling felt like it should have been bigger, but like yeah. ended up not being quite as big as a lot of people were expecting. Yeah. Um. So I'd probably say the the strike is probably my nomination for top story. Yeah, I'm gonna say the strike is the top nomination. Well, Jeff, yeah, you got, that you makes got, sense. You got nothing to lose by nominating option, Mario. Like. Major- majority rules you can nominate mario just for the hell of it honestly it, no i i mean I, like that's if the you thing. nominate like, mario i will take your cue on that <laughs> both oh, of no, them no, 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 no. both of these things just kind of seemed like lack of better options things for me not that the strike isn't as important of course but like you know yeah but you're you're, to, uh, you're back in new york for now so you've you fully sloughed off any effect this might have on you <laughs> Well, yeah. Also, I just don't fucking work in that industry, so that was important. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, the, that strike I feel like makes is probably the most important thing because, like, the Mario thing is like I don't know. That's like hits the both. That's the worst of both worlds for me, where it's like <laughs> it's certainly not important, and it's also not something I'm excited about. It's yeah. something that I'm dreading. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like usually I try to pick stuff I'm excited about, which is why I tend to steer away from like your strikes and your controversies and stuff like that, unless yeah. it's like really, really big. But you know, if it it's going to be something been... that I'm not excited about and is also very unimportant, then probably the strike is the thing that matters way more. It's It's been very fun to see people say, hey, we bullied the studios into fixing Sonic. Can we bully them into recasting <laughs> Mario 2? I have seen memes where it's like <laughs> Sonic fans preparing to help out the Mario fans. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, you got to fucking Which... start building up this uh, the Smash Brothers cinematic universe pretty, yeah. pretty early. I think I think that also, though, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of how these things are made because yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. (laughs) Chris Uh, Pratt probably recorded these lines two years ago and is now just getting all these mean (laughs) tweets. Like, what did I do? Yeah, I was just doing my job in 2019. Oh man, 
That's fucking wild. Well, there you have it. The IATSC strike. You can find tons of information like all over the internet. There are tons of articles, uh, big popular uh, tweets about it, all that fun stuff. Um, not really fun. It's a tough situation, but I really hope it works out uh, for the folks in the entertainment industry. Uh, pushing back against the other folks in the entertainment industry. I need to pre-write some of this stuff, guys. I'm a disaster. Um, <laughs> but that's going to about wrap it up. In a couple weeks, we'll be back with a regular book club episode. We've flown a couple ideas. Uh, some folks suggested Squid Game, uh, a, a Netflix show, uh, a Korean show that is making waves. What was the thing that you two were talking about doing? Uh, I mean, just for a while now, we've been talking about doing, was it Hilux 2 or Hilux 3? Hilux 2. Mm. Hilux 2. Yeah. So um, we're just we're, as like a default thing, but yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I could go either way myself. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. And there was other news you missed uh, that we didn't mention here. We got a Hawkeye trailer that was kind of fun. Uh, N- Nintendo oh, Switch yeah. finally has has Bluetooth support. A lot of little things that just kind of didn't bubble up too far. At least not as high as Chris Prario. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, something I wanted to talk about but didn't get the chance was uh, that uh, Soviet chess champion uh, of oh, yeah. suing Netflix over oh, yeah. House Texas. Uh, the their, their depiction depiction of her was in Queen's Gambit. Because because ba- mm-hmm. basically uh, she she was a very prominent chess champion and uh, the queen uh, who played who did definitely play against men and was was yeah. very good and uh, yeah it's that's fucking weird and because they like didn't, I I get it like for the sake and, of their story they're trying to talk about this fictional person right but then they could have just not mentioned her at all instead yeah. of trying to like in a line of dialogue, rewrite her fucking history. That's a wild thing. To yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, upon learning this, my opinion of Queen's Gambit kind of went down. Like, now it just feels like yeah, propaganda. Yeah, because I loved Queen's Gambit a lot. I thought it was really good. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good, too. But, like, there's something that's just like, oh, here's this real-life woman who was was basically the same as the main character, and they just kind of downplayed right. her. To make their wow. American right because she per- was Russian and the main character was American. <laughs> per- to make their pretty American character look cooler. Yeah, yeah. Well, no pretty Americans here uh, on this show right now. Why did I just duck <laughs> on all of us true. for a segue? That wasn't uh, worth it. I mean, it. it's accurate. <laughs> I've been Colin Ketchin. Be grateful that you're listening to my voice and not seeing my face. Uh, you can find uh, not my face on other things such as DicePopuli.com. Uh, and uh, that's all for now. I'll be doing some work for some other stuff soon. But for now, that's it. Just go check out all our other podcasts. It's me. It's me. Uh, I've Chris. been Jeff Levitt. Uh, I've got a YouTube toy review channel uh, where I look at, well, toys. Mostly Transformers stuff, but sometimes some other things. That is Alchemist Prime Reviews on YouTube. And uh, yeah, my face is also pretty not featured in that channel. So don't you worry. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Time Will Chowdhury or Chatter, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter at Time Will Chowder. Uh, I'm also on the sister podcast Dice Populi. Uh, while you won't be seeing my face on there, you will be hearing my terrible British accent on the 5W at some point. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> it was so I just edited all that today. Um, holy cow, guys. There were like three people doing terrible like British and or Scottish accents and one actually Scottish person on the show. <laughs> and it was ridiculous. It was so fun to hear him like roast all their accents. It I laughed really hard. <laughs> yeah, no, that, anyway. that, that was gold. <laughs> <laughs>
Love it. He's like, what? He's like, what kind of, what part of Pakistan are you guys all from? <laughs> really Who the fun. fuck did you have on the show that was Scottish? Uh, a gentleman from a, from another podcast called Roll to Save, but you can find out uh, uh, more info on that uh, from uh, and Dice Populi. That'll be out uh, two days ago as of this airing. It's a chonker and it's pretty fun. Uh, but that said, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and keep doing adult things. Hopefully not too long, because I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm still in a pretty cozy headspace. Yeah. Uh, see ya, Good man. For you. Ciao. <laughs> Der. This episode of the Common Briefing Program is uh, hosted by me, Colin. Joined as usual by Jeff and Chowder. You can always find out more about the show at commongeekingprogram.com and our other projects there as well. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by, uh, uh-oh, oh no, <clears throat> that burp, I guess. I was going to say something else, but that just bubbled up at just the wrong time. I am so sorry. Um, the podcast is created and produced by myself and Jeff Levitt with this episode and its original music, all edited and done by me. Um, stick around for a little post-credits here in just a second and tune in two weeks for another episode. Uh, and thank you for listening to this. I did not give you guys any runway for that ending there. I'm so no, sorry. No, I was just like, what? I you you, what? How do you want me to respond? I led you, you to the cliff, jumped off. Was there a goal to get out of the coziness? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I, guy, it's no, man. Chatter said the word nap and it infected my brain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, that said, if you do take a nap, I hope it is lovely. And stopping this recording. Yes. <laughs>